0: What's amazing is how hot and horny everybody gets over real estate watch a couple of videos go to a couple of meetings and then they want to buy real estate but no one ever prepares themselves for what happens next the sacrifice that needs to be made the work that's required the priorities the stress relationships in this episode we have an amazing guest krista hope where we do a deep dive with respect to the other side of real estate investing. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on everyone. We got the seven Two real estate investor here with Krista hope. Now this is just amazing. Like I'm, I'm just, so humbled in that on monday we had the great jared hope and now we have the greater krista hope here a partner in crime and you know what my, my conversation with jared was just there was nothing like that and it just it just changed a lot for me and i'm still giddy as i mentioned to you um you know since that since the, our conversation two days ago and now to have krista on um this is phenomenal so thank you so much
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: so, Jared said something very interesting last week, or last week on Monday, and I, I thought it was so cool, and, um, you know, he shared a lot, um, and um, just to let you guys... Yes, she tra- did. <laughs> <laughs> that happens on this show, by the way. Uh, it, it, yeah, we've, I've had people tell me, saying, I never said that to anybody before, and I said it on your show, so, uh-huh. um, but he said something interesting about... Your, your coaching program and, and we're going to do a little more of a deep dive with your coaching program later on, but I thought it was so awesome when he said he helps individuals get to their million dollar threshold or get to where the, you know, with real estate investing. And it's almost as if it's handed off to you from a sustainability standpoint on the greater picture, the relationships, mm-hmm. the mindset. I, I, that's yep. amazing. Like we're okay. Let's start. We're, how did you guys create such a thing? Like, we're like, let's go into it. Like that's so unique.
1: Yeah. It's funny to me that it's unique, but, um, I suppose it is, uh, you know, everything that Jared and I have done has been in, um, reactions, not the right word, but it's the word that's coming to mind of real life. And so, you know, much like our property management division came out of just real life expertise in property management or, Same with the realty division and flipping. Um, So our coaching is what we needed in order to, um, well, what we would have needed to build probably a little, I don't want to say better, but um, more thoughtfully potentially in the beginning. And then from Jared's perspective and then from my perspective, um, we had to do a lot of work to maintain what we created both in our marriage and in our real estate portfolio. So um, yeah, that's why we believe strongly that everybody should do personal growth work. And and so we think the journey of real estate investing is just a perfect platform to to work on that, work on your personal side of life.
0: Jared also said something, you know, he said a lot of unique things. Um, mm-hmm um and uh hopefully my mother never watches that episode because be <laughs> i was like
1: okay, some of my you know back home people are
0: <laughs> mouth. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, i may not have shared that one on my facebook <laughs>
0: that's awesome well i mean it's you, and, and you know my, my network's are like oh ex-nhl guy we get it but you you're a brown guy you're supposed to be a doctor like what the hell are you swearing for right um or, or it um but you know, and he had said something because, because I mean, I've been on a, on, on this um, personal journey myself with mindset and mm-hmm. so forth. And really, last three months, I've really put all my eggs into it and just going after it. And I've seen I'm a different human being that I cannot even recognize who I was three months ago, even and just the way mm-hmm. I was thinking and, and that kind of stuff. But then he, Jared mentioned that there was a point, a pivotal point for you guys where he saw this. Point where you're sort of—I don't say drifting, but separating from the path almost—because you went on to this journey.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what, first and foremost, why did you, when you hit that moment, what made you decide this is the journey you wanted to take? And and since then, what's been going on?
1: Well, from that point, um, you know, it's—it's it's, sometimes it's a little hard to explain because it's such not a linear path that I've been on. Um, I've been doing some form of personal growth work since high school. Um, But at that point, it was, it was, you know, it got to a point where I wasn't dabbling as much anymore. And um, I really was starting to, I don't know, elevate or just, you know, I wasn't getting caught up in the small things in life as much anymore. And so, um, uh, it's so hard because there's so many things to touch on but you know in regards to our marriage at that point it, it, a lot of what I was working on was was trying to be happy and it's within myself and in within the context of our marriage and um, I really just dug in and decided I could only you know I, w- I was definitely trying to change Jared um, over the years and instead of, you know, I was working on myself, but also with the intention of trying to change Jared. So I really dug in and really just focused on myself. And, and I knew that by changing myself, he either, you know, it either attracted him towards it or didn't. And and so when I took that pressure off of him changing, and I didn't try to change him anymore is when things really um, shifted for him. And and because i think you can probably tell by meeting him the worst thing you can ever do to jared is tell him what to do and so uh it was like i finally stopped telling him what to do and it's which is funny now looking back but um yeah and then it's just he sort of gravitated towards the work
0: that, that's it's so powerful you know and i, I love having these conversations this morning um you know part of the mastermind I'm in and we actually had a at 720s on uh, Wednesday mornings we have a coffee together a zoom call
1: yeah
0: and talking about that when you are finally comfortable with being vulnerable that's when you have the greatest clarity and mm-hmm. uh, any accept that and really at the end of the day as soon as that moment happens the world becomes your oyster yeah uh, and At the end of the day, like I I said this to you in the last interview, and I've said this in many of my podcasts, in my Instagram lives, you know, I've been through a nasty divorce. Yeah. I could point the finger and say, screw my ex-wife, this, this, and this, and this. But at the end of the day, I'm the one that stayed in a toxic relationship for too long. So it's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in a toxic relationship with my previous employer. I can blame the company. But no, I decided to stay on there. And as I told one of my good friends, I said it's like staying on a ship that hits the iceberg and you decide you're not going to jump on that life or you see it going towards hitting an iceberg and you decide not to jump on that life craft and you decide to stay on there so we have to make these bold decisions and it's when we have to expose our own vulnerability and be willing to talk about it um and that's 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 where the doors just open um can you touch on that at all
1: well what comes to mind is you know you said something in there and i know you didn't mean it but you said it was my fault but like it I would more say powerfully was your choice. And so everything in our life is a choice. It, you know, we there's some things that aren't our choosing for sure. There's some challenging things that aren't chosen by us. But that aside, you know, being in this marriage was my choice. And um, I looked at, at choosing out of it lots of times. But when I started to really take the power back by saying, you know, I either choose to be in this marriage or not, or, um, everything I was doing was my choice. It really changed everything because then I wasn't a victim to anything. I wasn't a victim to my husband being, you know, off track, or I was really choosing who I was in life and what I accepted. So, um, I feel like, like the important learnings from that were, um, It was a little trickier for me because I wasn't like obviously off path. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't drinking heavy or, or doing anything really blatantly obvious, but I was, I was really digging my head in the sand and I was just, um, I wasn't being powerful. Um, I was allowing my, my circumstances to be what they were. So um, that's, that's the challenging thing. I think it's sometimes more challenging to see that for people when it seems like they're being the good, the good wife or, and so I totally agree with what you're saying. Like it, it takes two, you know, in a marriage. So nobody's victim to anything because you're choosing to put up with whatever you're putting up with or, or for it to be whatever it is. So, um,
0: yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Uh, I think what's remarkable is when I look at the growth of, you know, this podcast and, and my YouTube channel, uh, yeah, it's called the seven Two real estate investor, but it's mm-hmm. uh, when I look back at a lot of my episodes, especially my, my most recent ones where you get really deep, the yeah. episodes itself only pertain to maybe five or 10% of, of what real estate is. Cause people are trying to get in or looking for that quick, clickbait bait saying, how do i make my first million how do i get that big multifamily how do i do this mm-hmm. not realizing as jared put it you rip down that curtain and what's behind those doors that's what no one's yeah. talking about so someone can go out and buy 10 100 unit apartment buildings and they can boast about it but they're not talking about the toxicity in their life you yeah. know things that like you said burying your head in the sand um, yeah. and and in yeah. the moment you do that it, you're you're hiding and when you're hiding that's when stuff happens
1: yeah and and so i love what you're doing you're doing kind of what i'm doing is that you know you use this umbrella of real estate but the the truth is you want to get into the juicy the important conversations like real Mm -hmm. estate's just a thing um and so in our in my in my coaching in in regards to our coaching program it's like um real estate is this beautiful um opportunity to make people think that they're working on investing in real estate and they are but but if they really want to be successful in real estate investing they get to work on themselves or their relationship and that's what will bring them fulfillment right so yeah it's, it's pretty cool because what's hard you know is people don't necessarily know that um so that's great about our program they come in and jared gives lots of really great relevant information that helps them not make mistakes that could cost them lots um but yeah the point of it all should be to really live the life of your dreams or live a great life
0: and I think what's impactful too Krista is that we can take what we learn from ourselves once we have that clarity that realization and that that moment whether we're talking about real estate we can be talking about exotic cars we can talk what we talk about gas stations once we're in in alignment with all those aspects we're 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 in we're still that same human being just a different vehicle um but it's amazing that for me personally getting into real estate investing it's allowed me to to face the music face having to be vulnerable and the moment Mm -hmm. i did and i put my ego which was insecurity aside it -hmm. was like not one door open but a million dollars open a million dollars a (laughs) million doors open right and um Let's dial it back a bit. So you were saying before, um, you know, when we were talking, uh, you came to Edmonton in 1998. Um, before the whole real estate stuff, I know I got Jared's history with, you know, being a hockey player and NHL level and so forth. Let's talk about Krista here.
1: Hmm. Um, starting to be so long ago. Uh, so that was my second time moving to Edmonton in 1998. I had a brief stint in, in 96, I guess it would have been. Um, so I came from a farm in Northern Alberta. I grew up on a farm and um, I always talk about the most important thing that happened was my parents were in Amway while, while I was in high school. Oh, and what, yeah. And what was brilliant about that is how um, um, I got exposed to some really amazing concepts and, and learnings from a young age because of that. Um, I think I was telling Jared the other day, my, um, you know, in the high school yearbook, you put your little things underneath your pictures. And uh, I won't tell you the first part of what it said, or oh, I will, because this, but I think I said it said what you wanted to be or whatnot. Uh, and I said, oh, so bad. I was a hockey player myself, so this, this makes me sound like something else, but I said um, I wanted to be a towel girl in the NHL before making all my millions. <laughs> so, what a dork. But um, no, I'll tell
0: you mine in a second. It's pretty bad. Okay, <laughs> I ahead. no idea here.
1: But the point was, I really it had opened it up to me that I could be a millionaire if I wanted to be, and I and I really felt that was possible. Mm-hmm. And so mindset was a big, big thing. And besides that, my parents were really entrepreneurial. And so um, before the farm, they would owned a um, so bulk station, and then my dad was an RCMP officer before that. But um, they really taught me to, to take control of my destiny, basically, to not trust working for somebody necessarily or to, to be a powerful mindset around that. And so I brought that into my life. And then I, I, was, on a, I was really drawn to, like, natural healing and, and um, kind of the woo side of things. Um, and so I, I went into massage therapy school, and I, and I opened up a practice and did that for a while. And then I let real estate take over because I had my business, and we were building our real estate portfolio, and then I had our first child, and so that was now 15 years ago, Um, and it just got to be too much, and so I sold my practice, and I became a stay-at-home mom slash uh, real estate investor. Um, Yeah, okay, what's your high school thing? I'm curious.
0: Well, you know what? In high school, I mean, yeah. It was <laughs> God, well, you know, this is, uh, and we'll make sure this is, doesn't get to an NC 17. I don't know if that's even a rating, but I was pretty mm-hmm. bad in high school, but yeah, my yearbook, uh, I have to, I remember mm-hmm. I was, I was an asshole. Like, I mean, it was bad. Sorry, <laughs> my language. Um, yeah, I, I guess I got to share reshairs everything with me. I got to share too. Right. <laughs> um, so I had a run in with this one guy and, uh, in, in 10th grade, I went to Ross Shepard High School mm-hmm. on the west side of the city, and I had this run-in with this guy, and he was just like, I was I was a scrawny little kid, and he was just a bully, right? And, uh, but, so I remember one day we got into scrap at the uh, transit station, like ETS transit station, mm-hmm. which is the Edmonton transit system. We got into a scrap, and it got pretty nasty, and uh, yeah, uh, let's just say he, he, he got the worst of it and that is a true yeah. story um, <laughs> but and then, so it's a long story but then you know guys right like i mean we could be like as jared says like the douches right yeah uh, like right. assholes or whatever and then all the like you're in your high school and your testosterone's going and that kind of stuff and i remember uh this gentleman now He was uh, telling everybody the the opposite story, saying, oh, yeah, I beat him up. I beat him up. And, of course, it's this machismo, which I look back at that, and I just laugh about it. Like, I could go with this guy for beers and have just a good chuckle about it. But the guy would not fight me. (laughs) So what I did is in 12th grade when we got our yearbooks, and I just put it as sort of a joke because I didn't think they were going to print it. But my favorite moment is when I, I said when I beat up and I put his name there. And they actually wow. put it in the yearbook, so wow. it, it, was print, it was printed. And uh, it was printed. And the next morning, I'm getting phone calls, and this is like through the payphones, right? My buddies and they're like, "Yeah, this guy's read it. He wants to fight you." And yeah, I was an asshole. So. so
1: then, did you fight him? I did. Okay. Okay. I did,
0: but before so, I could throw, but, but before I could throw a swing, and before I could even yeah. throw a swing, I remember being pulled back and falling down on a cafeteria floor, and sort of looking up. And seeing a lot of other people on this individual, like just stupid high school stuff. I know, right? I look back at that, and yeah, that was, um, I laugh about it, but not my proudest moment. That's for sure. I look back at that.
1: Yeah, but that's okay. You can reflect on it now. Sure. Um, Yeah. This is where, I I heard you have children too, right?
0: Yes. I have four four children.
1: Isn't it four? Wow. It's hard to raise kids and, you know, knowing the mistakes we've made, trying to protect them from those, Mm -hmm. but yet allowing them their own path and allowing them to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I want to ask, what would you tell your child now if they were in that situation? But
0: do you (sighs) know? Yeah, I, I do know. I would say, don't be, don't be the douche. Don't be the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Stay true to your conviction. Stay true to yourself. Um, and you know, and, let, and let's face it. I mean, you know what? Growing up in high school then is very different than now. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, and now it's like we, internet, cyber bullying, all this other yeah. stuff. And I mean, back then it would be like, you got a problem, you go sort of on, 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 on the field. But now it's like, yeah. it, it gets stupid. It, it, it People hold yeah. these grudges forever. And there's knife fights, gunfights, depending on what side, side of the city or and that kind of stuff. So I think yeah. what I would say is, you know, and it goes back to what we're doing today is stay, stay true to yourself. Stay true yeah. to yourself. And I, I actually tell my children this and I say, listen, if you throw the first punch, I said, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. But if you don't throw the first punch and you go down and you don't defend yourself, you're in trouble. Right. So I expect you to stand up for yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I would agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I, yeah, I agree with not instigating. Yeah, isn't parenting. So this is where, um, you know, talking about staying true to yourself. When I look back, like over the years, I didn't, I didn't necessarily straight stay true to myself. I was reactive to how I lived life and and what I did. So, you know, um, real estate's not my passion. I I sort of pushed us into it because I knew that it would be a really great um, long term investment in, in to create wealth. But um, what's taken me time to honor and realize is that I also have more passions. Like I have things that fulfill me. I think it's important to understand like, yeah, you could do this for stability and, um, you know, because of what you're trying to create and support your family and things like that. But it's also important to make sure that you're fulfilling yourself, like your, your sort of your core desires and needs as well. So I'm really fortunate now because um about i think it's been six years now and i really have very little role in our companies other than in now i'm a coach and and a mom and a wife Mm -hmm. so um you know i did it while i had to and i learned lots and it was great but i certainly wasn't like vivacious and like alive inside while i was doing it Mm -hmm. lots of times yeah
0: was there ever a point you know, through, I'll call it growth. Was there a point through the growth where you reached a stage and you started to detest real estate because of what was doing to you and Jared in those critical moments?
1: Um, I don't know if the real estate specifically, but I'll just I'll umbrella that under work. Um, and yeah, because what I really have learned over time is that Anything is doable and you can do with pleasure, I believe, if you are attached, if you're connected to the purpose of why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like cleaning my house can be a joyous task if I'm connected to the purpose of why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Or um, I think you can do any job that you're doing. So say back, the thing that was hard was when I was doing, you know, the controlling role at our company. So I was Mm -hmm. sort of like the administration paperwork accounting end and jared was the operations wasn't as connected to why i was doing it as i could have been so then it just felt really heavy and arduous and I was tr- i was also trying to balance way too many things so i wasn't you know i wasn't in love with it mm-hmm. but um had i been connected to why i was doing it it definitely and once i did start to do that even little bits it sure changed things for me mm-hmm. that's why i think um you know, it's like, I think people can do a lot of jobs that maybe they are clear that it's not their end game. It's not where they ideally want to get to, <clears throat> but it can be, it can be right in the moment for what they're up to in their life.
0: I, I, here's an observation I, I have to share. You have to be one of the most grounded people I, I, I've ever spoken to. Oh, wow. there's, there, there's something about you and it's in, in, it's you're you're just in that you're in flow and you're just it's 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 awesome thank you, but I, you I do
1: i'll say i work really hard at that mm-hmm. um and the other thing i'll say is that i think it's important to, for people to understand you know how you think something's going to feel different than it does when you get there Mm-hmm. I think that's important for people to understand because once I realized that, then, then I quit making, um, what goes on in my mind wrong. So for instance, like you think when you're a millionaire, for instance, it's going to feel different than it is. And then you get there and you think, oh, this isn't what I expected. This isn't how I thought this would look. I thought like my stress would just fall away and, you know, it would Mm -hmm. just be fun and flowy and easy to decide what to do moment to moment. But, um, one, I think it's important that people understand that because no matter what, you need to do the work right now in this moment to be connected and grounded and, um, you know, connected to your love and to your your flow. But you can do that now no matter where you are, no mm-hmm. matter how successful or um, busy your life is. You can actually connect to that now. So um, – For me and what i work a lot with clients that's my dog shaking (laughs) if you can hear that um i work a lot with clients on like what they need to do to feel themselves and to feel grounded and be connected and it's different for everybody um like something that i had to really realize is there isn't one path like there's not one correct way to do things and that that because i used to like get caught up on this path and then okay no now it's this one this will get me there Mm -hmm. but it's like a combination of all the things and fundamentally they're generally all right underneath but what are you connected to what what works for you and then do that Mm -hmm. um so for me um i do a lot of meditating and um yoga um i, I do lots of crazy That's stuff. awesome
0: <laughs> that, that is awesome that is awesome and in and it's god if i were to try to do yoga I, I mean i i can pull my rib if i'm just trying to tie my shoelaces so i'm not <laughs> going to do that but but the last you know since i got into this whole mindset like i was really big yeah. on working out before but then through toxic relationships, and I had this built up this toxic waste, I caught toxic waste in my body. Um, I mean, I gained like forty pounds in over in like just over a year, and it was just wow. I don't see it as fat or whatever. I see it was just a collection of toxic waste because yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I've, taken, I've taken control now, and I'm, I'm losing weight. I'm feeling amazing, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, but you're absolutely right. You have to take care of yourself. Um, if, yeah. if, you, if you and like you said before. I mean, you made a decision to focus on you. You took that oxygen mask. You could have passed it on to anyone else and you decided to put yeah. it on yourself first. And 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 I mean, the observation's right here. I mean, you transformed Jared by, without forcing. Like you put the oxygen on first, and right? And, um, and, and, and and it's just amazing. That's what I love about this because, and it was like, no one talks about this shit, right? And that's the thing. Yeah. Like there's, you, with real estate or just success in general there's this roller coaster and it doesn't you know and there's the highs and the big highs and then there's the ultimate lows
1: yeah
0: entrepreneurship is a very lonely journey
1: yeah
0: and it doesn't matter how much money you have in your your bank it's their success then there's their success without fulfillment
1: yeah
0: so one of the questions I always I ask all my guests is, and I and I go by the seven two, and you probably saw this on my previous interview. So yeah, the seven two is the worst possible hand in poker. And uh, in life, uh, we could be helped. You know, sorry, in poker, if you're dealt a seven two, chances are you want to fold that hand. Just it's right. it's a worst hand. In life, you have no choice but to play the hand you're dealt. Right if you don't mind sharing, uh, maybe a seven, two moment that was really a pivoting moment in, in your, in your life, your growth, whether it be business, personal.
1: Yeah. So, um, for me, it was the realization that, um, how much my head had been in the sand and how off path Jared had been, you know, I listened to the podcast he did with you and, He tells some of those stories about you know his drinking and and things and it's sometimes it's hard to hear because it's hard to realize how um blind i chose to be at that time to it and the stories i was telling myself about it you know what i thought a good wife was and and um now i want to i want to be clear i i don't think you know the way I chose to deal with it and and my path isn't the right path it's just it's just what's worked for me um and and truthfully initially we we definitely weren't going to stay together and um but we had a coach at the time and he said either way like I I was really angry and he said either way you need to be able to co-parent with him And so, and my initial intention with the work that we were doing, we were running a business together. So my initial intention was, you know, I'll do anything for my kids. And so I was, my intention was to be able to co-parent in a beautiful, positive way. And then through that work, um, you know, it it didn't take long and and then the love was, was definitely still there. And um, it's not been an easy path but my teacher calls relationships the highest form of yoga and it's it's so true um doesn't mean it's always the right thing to stay in a relationship I'm not trying to say that at all but doing the work in relationship wherever it takes you is deep deep work and so I think it's a really great opportunity to see all the things with ourselves um and we had another coach and he uh he Jared my guru. And I like so many times when something he does makes me want to cringe because it's we are such opposites in, in most ways. And um, some I'll laugh in my head because it's what he's the things that make me uncomfortable are the ways in which I need to grow. So he's absolutely my biggest guru, like his his ability to be in the spotlight is where I need to grow because it's not comfortable for me. So, you know, he's a guru to that in me or all kinds of things um and being himself and being outspoken or um so uh my seven two I remembered at the time too I hated people saying you know these these big these hard things will become your gift over time and it's really hard to hear at the time you know when you're going through a, a bit of a bottom but over time, I, I would agree. And I'm mean, going to hate to say that, but um, it's true because it could not be. Like, you could choose not to do the work and you could choose not to grow from it, for sure. But because I, I continued to do the work and I've continued to grow from it, it absolutely was a gift. And um, I'm not the same person that I was then. I'm the same person, of course, but I'm more myself than, than I was then. Yeah, I think that'd be my seven,
0: too. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. Um, and um, Well, first and foremost, I have to say, like, when Jared was speaking about you, his eyes lit up, he had a big smile, and I see the same thing with you. So that, that's that's amazing. That is amazing. Because you know, like I said, these are things that no one, that a lot of people don't talk about, and I, I myself, I've, I've, I've talked about this uh, on my podcast. I've actually had my partner Zara. We actually did a, a show together, and yeah, on the show, we're actually getting into a constructive debate, um, <laughs> and, and it was her idea. Um, but there is work required, and yeah, and I think this hope—the worst four-letter word—is that things will get better or they'll just figure themselves out. No. They won't. Yeah, they'll right. only get worse, and um and uh. But it's it's a journey. It's a journey, yeah. and um it's it's going to be this constant. Um, what I find with us is um, you know, one moment someone's going to outgrow the next, but it's just this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you may never be at this because you're, and it's it's the work that you're doing side by side. Yeah. Um, so.
1: And and another thing I'll say about that is um. I think I grew up thinking that relationships were a little more fairy tale than I think that they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think people don't talk about the hard stuff as much. Like, in order to have a great relationship, you really need to do a lot of work, and mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily easy. Mm-hmm. And um, there can be conflict. I, I was pretty conflict avoidant, which is really funny that I married Jared. <laughs> so like, um, which is perfect that I married Jared, truthfully. Uh, you know, and I don't I don't think people probably would have predicted us to be together and definitely not to be together for the long run. Now when saying that the long run, like again, I'm in choice right now that this is perfect and this is this is exactly where I wanna be right now, but I don't know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. And and but I do know that um we definitely wanna support each other and give each other everything that we want. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I think that's important to say because Challenge is good.
0: It's growth. Ask you, I'm gonna put you on the spot here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's just say you have a fairly new investor that's come into the fold and they've come to you. And they said, Chris or Jared, I really wanna do this. This is, I know I need to do real estate. I have to do this. I believe in it. I know this is my way of financial freedom. And hypothetically speaking, let's just say they're newlyweds. So you have one person that's very ambitious about it, and then you have the spouse, so either male or female, doesn't matter, is yeah. like anti-real estate, anti, and has that mindset that it's all about money, and money's going to corrupt you, money's going to screw you, and almost anti-real anti estate, or anti-capitalism.
1: Yeah. yeah, love this question.
0: So Because like, I see it all the time
1: yeah no exactly okay so one i'm gonna say that's why we don't charge for the spouse because even if one spouse wants to build a real estate portfolio the other person doesn't have to be involved but they have to be involved like they don't have to be doing it but they have to be a part of it because they need to know what's happening Mm -hmm. and they need to be even just energetically on board Mm -hmm. and so sometimes there's some work to get to where they're both on the same page um so typically that comes back to, there's a few things there. Like the, the thing that I see all the time is trust. So um, we're just going to use the example. Sometimes it can be the woman or it can be the man. But let's say it's, it's the man who is really gung-ho and really wants to go buy real estate. But the woman is just, she's scared. She's against it. The truth is she has trust issues with it. Um, and this is perfect because if the trust issue is showing up there, it's showing up in their relationship, which will show up in their intimacy. Mm -hmm. And so it's beautiful because we get to work on intimacy through real estate. And, Mm -hmm. and I mean, how easy is that? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so we just, we just bring it all out, communicate it all so we can highlight what's really there and then deal with it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, so in that situation, I would. If I'm coaching them, I'm going to help the man show up more trustable because what he's not understanding is that he's showing up in ways that don't show that he's trust or or that communicate to her that he like he's untrustable. That might be he might not be doing what he says he's going to do when he says he's going to do it. Mm. He might not be diligent with a bank account like he she thinks he should be. He might be he might start lots of things, never finish them you know and so it's like this um inventory of what are all the ways that i'm showing up untrustable and it can it can be either way mm-hmm. the whole um money's evil i mean yeah especially in the spiritual community there's lots of that you know that that you're you're not an i don't know you're not spiritual if you're working at making money mm-hmm. um money is just energy but the truth is you can do great things with money. It doesn't have to be evil. It's been um, named as evil because of some of the things that people with money have done. And it's just, it's just a thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would help them get on the same page with that. Like, and and some, maybe, like say, say, again, I don't want to stigmatize, but like this would be a more common thing. Um, say the guy wants to do the real estate and the woman's like, oh, he's just focused on money, just focused on, then I might help her and him understand what he really wants. What he really wants is to support his family. What he really wants is to feel, um, freedom in life because men ultimately want freedom and we're masculine in essences they ultimately want freedom so that so money can provide a sense of freedom. And so when I can help them connect to what the deeper things are, then they can get on the same page and support each other.
0: Wow. You know, Jared had mentioned that yourself and Jared, uh, is it uh, John Weiland, Weiland, Yeah. um, as, as is your coach and teacher of, I think it's California. And uh, really focusing on the whole masculinity, behavioral aspect and the feminine aspect. And it's, it's quite, it's, again, again, another layer for me, right? Like, as I'm going through my personal development journey, it's like, well, I thought it was just this. (laughs) Now there's this other, other aspect. Um,
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's, yeah, he touched on it. I'll just say this about it it's a dynamic complicated field of Mm -hmm. study um so i think we have to be careful like we're by no means saying that men are the masculine and women are the feminine we're all both it's just we may i personally want to be more my feminine than my masculine but i have to have a healthy masculine in order to survive in the world and um yeah anyways that's a that's a big subject
0: there. yeah no i think that's i think that's it's 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 fascinating i mean as you can tell i'm i'm, I'm curious i like I always like to yeah. <laughs> to learn it. um who's your biggest hero <sighs> hmm.
1: it's hard to pick one person the person that comes to mind is oprah i mean uh you know kind of an obvious one but at the same time she's really used her platform for good
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and what i love is like how much she's created from nothing you know somehow she's found that mindset and that possibility to really just keep on building and creating and manifesting and and at the same time being exceptionally curious about personal growth what I love about listening to her is that, I mean, let's be honest, she's done more work than most people. Yet when she interviews all of these great leaders, she's just, she, she doesn't try to profess anything. She's super curious and um, constantly learning. And I think we can all learn from that. And I think too many people try to get dogmatic or, or like, you know, this is the way or ego about it. Um, I just think in life it's important to always stay curious and, and mm-hmm. humble.
0: Absolutely. This has just been phenomenal. Like, I'm just, like, just totally blown away. Like, I, and Jared, Jared told me, he goes, you have to have Krista on. Like, you have to have Krista on. Like, just. He's my just biggest
1: so ha- cheerleader. You no, know, <laughs> but you know
0: what? Uh, and I'm your second biggest cheerleader because it, this oh. is, you, you, you know, you're just at a different level, and yet you're at a different level, but you're so easy to connect with, and 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 and, and so I'm, I'm so humbled and flattered that I can share this conversation with the world because the world needs to hear it, and um, it means a lot. <laughs> um, I usually, I always ask this question in in, in closing, which is the tombstone question. And the tombstone question is a question that was asked to me um, early on in my, in my uh, when I graduated from university and college and so forth, and uh, which is, you know, we cannot decide or cannot choose what's going to be written on our tombstone, but someone else will. What will be written on your tombstone?
1: Um, she embodied love.
0: You did okay. your homework.
1: No, I didn't. That's just that's clear. That's
0: okay. and funny
1: because I I didn't actually. There was a few minutes left in Jared's podcast. I didn't quite get it finished, sure no and uh, so I would have heard that <laughs> if I'd. So no, yeah. I really didn't.
0: I love that because I love that. that. That can you say that again?
1: Uh, she lived as I can't remember if I said she lived as love or she embodied love. Embodied, no, embodied love. love, definitely yeah. embodied love.
0: Yeah. Again, your your self confidence and self awareness is just. It, uh, I, you have a glow to you and this is just awesome. Krista, how can people get a hold of you and learn more about your amazing coaching program?
1: Uh, this is where I should have done my homework. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new coaching page on our website. Um, is it uh,
0: Tilt Property?
1: Well, that main page is tilt property okay. um what is it Tilt Property tiltpropertygroup.ca oh my god i'm the worst salesman no, i'm no. so fortunate because i have the most unbelievable salesman that i'm married to uh, um I, I feel like i should google it on my phone um no, but okay. if you get to tilt property group somewhere on there is our coaching page um i have an old website but it's, it was really just a quick one i popped up um yeah. And that's, that's how you can find out more about our coaching and uh, that's all.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I do. Ha- I, I, I lied. I have to ask you one more question <laughs> Okay. because you're so amazing. So there's advice and there's counsel. Advice is going to be someone giving you an opinion, but never walked in their shoes. And there's going to be counsel, which is someone who yeah. has walked in their shoes. What counsel could you give to a, uh, a, um, actually I'm going to change this a bit. What advice would you give to a single male or female that wants to get into real estate investing?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to mind thinking about a particular client I have right now. And for him, um, I think that's the easiest way to go about it. We really connected him to why he wants to do real estate investing. You know, what's, what's the feeling what's the what's it going to give him access to once he does it because um, i think that just on that it's really important when you're creating goals you need to connect to what the feeling is like what what are you going to embody when you get that mm-hmm. um otherwise you'll just get the thing and okay now i'll get more things because maybe that will give me what i don't even know what i was looking for exactly <laughs> so, um but with him, we're really trying to work on um, routines and, and balance that works for him. And you know, I agree. We, we I've heard you talk about there's no such thing as balance, right? Um, what I more more mean is like I'm big on morning routines. So what are the morning routines that connect you to who you are? Because you know, if you have a breath practice or a meditation practice or um, these grounding things, if you're going to get some testosterone out in the gym, maybe um if you know that's what's going to put you in the best state to make the best decisions that's how you're going to be in the flow of really attracting and living the life that you want Mm -hmm. and really what's that's what it's all about isn't it like what's the point of any of this if we're not that's what i didn't understand before like there is no point to any of it unless life is awesome now
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so true
1: And we can do that. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can have some things you need to clean up, sure. But you can connect to what what fuels you and feeds you now.
0: Absolutely. Krista, amazing. Thank so you again you. so much. It's a pleasure and I can't wait to see you guys.
1: Uh, yes.
0: I'm definitely going to make a mission out to Kelowna and visit you guys. Uh, would that.
1: That <laughs> I would love that.
0: Awesome. I love the area and uh, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank truly, you. You nice enjoyed, are you. truly
0: inspirations.
1: Yeah, thank you. That's thank great you. to hear.